Episode three, the one where I talk about the most important relationship you can have when you're going for big, impossible goals and dreams. If you're tired of waiting for people and circumstances in your life to change so you can finally go after your midlife dream, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Midlife Made Simple, where I help women just like you make midlife your best life yet. In each episode, I share simple ways to navigate life's challenges with joy, fun, and ease. Stop waiting around for things to change. This is it. This is your life. Make it yours. I'm Janelle. Welcome to Midlife Made Simple. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, middle of the week, you guys. Not sure what day you're listening on to this, but no matter what day it is, I hope you're having a great one. I went out to get the mail a little bit ago and I noticed my daffodils are coming up. I think they are a little confused or they know something that I don't, maybe. So today I want to talk to you about the most important relationship you will ever have. One that will totally change the course of your life. The relationship that you have to money, it'll change the relationship you have to your health, and it changes everything. Sounds pretty powerful, doesn't it? That's because of it's. So what is it? It's the relationship with your mind. Because when you tell your mind what you want and you fuel that with emotion and stay focused on it, you will get what you want. And I don't mean just physical, tangible things. I mean things like inner peace, confidence, having your own back, being responsive and not reactive, which allows you to be in control of you, right? And so many more things. People are forever dismissing the power of the mind and for lots of reasons. One being their belief that results only come from action because we have only been taught to respond to life through our five senses, through seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, and smelling, feeling, right? And I was for sure one of those people. And I still am sometimes. I catch myself more and more, but I still do it. And when something is unfamiliar or new and goes against what we know to be true, we fear it. I feared it. My clients fear it. And your emotions, let me go back for a second, but I'm here to help make this unfamiliar idea of using your mind, your brain, your thoughts, and your emotions and making them familiar, the thing that you go to, because it is the simple way to get the results that we want and to live happier life. So if you are ready to experience that, then stick around. This is the place for it. Let me start by sharing today four things about your brain. First, your mind, the conscious and unconscious together, does exactly what you tell them to do. It takes a thought and it creates a result from it. It takes a stored belief and it creates from it what it thinks is your in your best interest. So if you're getting results you don't want and not what you do want, you are not in relationship with your mind. The next thing, the brain is wired to move you towards pleasure and away from pain in every moment. When you are not in relationship with your mind and it's time to sit down and take action on your goal, on your business, whatever that goal is, your brain might tell you, hey, 
Let's scroll on social media first because it's associating the action that you want to be taking with pain, with being hard, because maybe you've taken that action before or lots of it and haven't gotten the results. So your brain offers the distraction. It offers a distraction because not familiar, because it feels it associates it with pain. But you, your brain also interprets anything associated anything that threatens love, safety, and belonging as pain, and it will immediately try and protect you in extreme ways. These paradigms or beliefs and the interpretation of it being unsafe stops you because it's your brain's job to keep you surviving and safe. You need to create safety, and you can do this through relationship, the relationship with your mind. This is something I show my clients how to do. And third, our feelings about any person, any circumstances, any idea always come from two places. The images we have in our mind, in our head, and the words that we say to ourselves in the form of thought, right? We have a thought, and a thought is actually just a sentence in our brain, okay? And last, the brain and the mind are programmed to do what is familiar, because familiar is safe, and easy. And if you want it want to have success, you have to be willing to change what is familiar and comfortable by changing the habits not only of what you are doing, meaning the action you're taking, but the habits of how you're feeling, the habits of thinking that are familiar and programmed in you. And we have to create new ones that are unfamiliar and maybe at first possibly a little uncomfortable. Now, if you feel like you have tried unsuccessfully to change habits and haven't been successful, it's only because you are trying to take action without changing what is happening on the inside of you first so it doesn't stick. So sometimes when we do those 30-day challenges, for example, like we take the action for 30 days, but we're not changing anything on the inside of us. We're not changing anything that has to do with the relationship of the mind. Okay, we always need to change from the inside out if we want change to be permanent. So let's go a little further into each of these. Your mind does what it really thinks you want it to do. It's always acting in your interests and it gauges that by your conscious thoughts, but also the beliefs that are programmed in you, programmed into the subconscious mind. It is always listening to the language that you use, and this language is so sensitive, right? This language is the sentences in our mind, that's, and the thoughts and our thinking always creates how we feel. And because it's such a sensitive relationship, we need to be careful about what we're saying. So if you say things like, it's hard, I can't figure it out, I don't know how, I'm not good at this, I hate blank, you're telling your mind you don't want to do it, that it is in some way painful. And if your mind thinks you don't want to do it, then guess what? It will encourage you to procrastinate, to not figure it out. It will find many other distractions to keep you from taking action. Again, your mind is extremely sensitive to the words you use, so much so that if you complain and say, I'm overwhelmed, I need time off, then you might find yourself sick in bed for a week. Just this morning, someone in a mastermind that I'm in 
shared that she had said to herself over and over, I just need some time off. I'm behind. I want to catch up. And guess what? She got COVID. Now, she was actually glad it happened so she could have her time off, but you could be more specific for how you'd like to have the time off and get it without being sick just by the words that you're choosing to tell yourself. And the point is, is that our mind is always following the directions we give it. It's always solving for the problems we are thinking about. Let me give you another example. We have an extra freezer in our garage. And for several months, every time I wanted to put, went into the garage to put something in the freezer or take something out. I couldn't find what I wanted, couldn't find space for what I wanted to put in. I would say in frustration, right, feeling frustrated, I would say this freezer is too full. And again, I was feeling frustrated and annoyed. And guess what? The freezer quit and we had to throw all of the meat away. I got more space in the freezer, which is what I wanted. That's what I told my brain I wanted when I was complaining. I got just exactly what I asked for. This is how the placebo effect works in medicine, how lucky charms work, right? Like the lucky, the things that people think are bring them luck, okay? They believe that it brings them luck. And guess what they get? They get the luck, okay? It might sound really silly, but the mind does what it thinks you want it to do. So if you haven't gotten what you want, it's because you are using language that creates what you do not want. Think about how much time you spend thinking about how it is working or could work versus how it hasn't or doesn't work, right? Usually we spend far more time thinking about the problems of the goal than we do actually noticing how things are really going well, okay? Remember, it's sensitive. In relationship, you are spending much more time in faith and belief and looking for evidence that backs those things up rather than in what your five senses might be telling you, okay? You're looking for the evidence on purpose, right? You're not just taking in what your mind has to offer you, which is based on all of the past habits. So on days that I'm telling myself, I don't know, I'm too tired, I don't feel like doing this, then my mind creates procrastination because I'm telling it, I don't really want to do the things, Okay, I find lots of other things to do besides creating the outcomes I want to create that day. But when I believe that I have the answers, when I tell myself this is easy or ask myself what would be fun or what would it be like if this was easy, then I want to take action. Then my brain goes into solving for that. Okay, and I get right back on track. And the more I do this, the more habitual it comes and the better the results are that I get, okay? Because I'm in relationship. This is so much bigger than just positive thinking, okay? Except that is what maybe some of you guys are just thinking. Oh, this is just positive thinking. This is just positive affirmations. But it's so much bigger than that, you guys. It's nothing at all like that because of the emotion that we apply to the language, If you don't apply any positive emotion, it doesn't matter how many times you say great things, okay? It doesn't stick. This is partnering. So look at the results you're getting. If you haven't gotten what you want, you're not communicating properly with your mind. You're not in relationship. Think for a second about what relationship is. 
really strong relationship. It's love and it's communication. You're receiving the communication you get from your brain when you're listening, right? Communication, part of communication is listening. If I'm listening to what my brain is offering me through my thoughts, where I'm hearing what it is saying, then I can choose a response. Then I can be saying, yeah, no, thank you. I don't like that. Let's try this instead. Okay. I think of how individuals in the military say these mantras. Okay. You've probably seen that on TV or they sing when they're going through a difficult training. They do this because psychologically they are telling their mind what they want it to believe. And from there they change the emotion and that changes the action, right? It becomes much easier to do. I've had this experience in, I have to say, all goals I've ever had, okay, in my life, in weight loss and relationships and exercise and business and career. If I tell myself, I hate this, it will never work, it has never worked, it's hard, then I get those exact results. I continue to try to argue for why I hate it, why it isn't working, and how it is hard, Okay, I don't change the action I take to make it easy to actually find a way that I enjoy doing it. Okay? I just keep going back to the same habitual thinking and feeling. We have to love it and find the language to communicate to our minds and then feel the feelings of the positive language that we insert. Okay, I want this. I've chosen this. This is fun and link emotions of pleasure. In the Facebook group, which is open to you guys, the Faith and Belief Lab, I have, I posted under the guides an emotion wheel to help you to be connecting your emotions and your thinking. Use very specific detailed language and apply positive emotion, even when it's not quite true yet. You can call it brainwashing, you can call it tricking the brain if you want, but practice it with belief in your heart and your outcomes will change. It doesn't have to be the complete opposite thought, right? We don't have to go from I'm not making any money to I'm a millionaire, okay? Maybe that feels too broad. It can be as simple as choosing the next level of belief behind it and link it to pleasure, okay? So maybe it's I have one client. I've lost two pounds. I connect with my person three times a day, okay? Something that feels maybe a little more believable, but connect the emotions. Remember in step two, we are always moving toward pleasure and away from pain. So think of a time when you experienced this, okay? Many years ago, I got food poisoning from some Chinese food, it was when I was pregnant. And to this day, if I smell that specific smell, I literally feel sick. I enjoy Chinese food, but if I smell that certain smell, then I just cannot eat it. My mind and my body are moving me away from that experience. They are moving me away from pain. Now, you're the only person that knows what pleasure is and what pain is for you. And when you choose thoughts and language on purpose, you can re-decide and reprogram that to work for you when it is working against you. There are times when people link pain to pleasure, okay? 
Have you ever had the experience of a night out with friends and you know that if you have one more cocktail, you will feel terrible in the morning? But the pleasure of the feeling that you're having in the moment of having that cocktail and partying has you believe that it's worth the pain, right? Drug addicts do this. They find pleasure in sticking a needle in their bodies so they can get high, okay? And to them, that pain was pleasurable. Cigarette smokers, same thing. Many people do this with food as well. So for years, I was afraid to fly. I linked painful thoughts and fear to the experience through my thinking, and it caused fear. When I started connecting pleasure of the experience that I would have on the other side of the flight and in time to the flight itself, then it became so fun to fly. Hey, we just, I think I shared in the last episode, we went up in a hot air balloon for heaven's sakes. I would have never done that. Another example for me was as a child, I had some learning disabilities. I attended Catholic school and a few of the nuns that were my teachers thought that my problems were just caused by laziness. So they thought that if they sent me to the chalkboard and humiliated myself enough times in front of the class that it would make me smarter. I think they thought I would decide I didn't like the kids laughing at me and it would make me apply myself. But guess what? I avoided public speaking, standing up in front of people for years. For most of my life, I would do anything possible to avoid that. And when I did, I would nearly have a panic attack if I had to speak. And it became, it was very difficult to have that limiting belief about myself, that paradigm, and to be able to do the things that I wanted to do in my career. So by applying what I'm teaching here, it has made a big difference. I It became easier to speak as a teacher, as an administrator when I was in education. I speak to groups now. I've given a commencement speech to graduating seniors a few years ago. But I started linking pleasure speaking and not pain through the words I said to myself, and the emotions that I attached to. So every day I coach clients on the language they're using. This language comes in the form of thought, again, and outdated beliefs, right? We talked about that. Outdated beliefs that the mind keeps offering to avoid pain, discomfort, and to continue what is familiar. Who do you know that has the results you want? Do you think that they speak to themselves the way that you speak to yourself sometimes? You have to change your thinking and change your words because the pictures you make in your head and the words you say to yourself will change everything. It really can be that simple, guys, and I'm all about simple. So let's do just a quick experiment, quick example, so you can see for yourself how powerful your mind is and how it impacts your body. So don't do this if you're driving or someplace besides being still, but just put your arms out in front of you and close your eyes. Actually, you just need to put one arm out in front of you and close your eyes. And I want you to imagine in your hand, you are holding half of a really ripe, juicy lemon. And you are bringing that lemon up to your mouth and you are squeezing it into your mouth. You can feel the juice hitting your tongue. 
You can experience the citrusy smell of that lemon. You can taste the sourness. Now I want you to take a bite and chew and move it around in your mouth. Notice you are producing a lot more saliva than you might have been. You might be puckering from the sour taste. There is no lemon, but I want you to notice a couple of things. The picture that you had in your mind from my words, right, was a lemon. And your mind is taking what it knows about a lemon, what a lemon tastes like, what a lemon smells like, okay? And it's taking the words that you say in your mind and what the words you hear me say, things like I'm eating a lemon, lemons are sour, and from there you had a physical reaction and you were not even eating the lemon, okay? Notice how your body doesn't care. It had the experience of eating the lemon. Your mind doesn't care what you tell it. We could do so many more experiments on this, but your mind doesn't care what you tell it. If what you tell it is right or wrong, good or bad, helpful or unhelpful, you respond only to those words and images. Our minds are very powerful, you guys, and so are the words that we say. This is how anxiety and worry create disease in our minds and bodies. The thing doesn't have to be happening, but our worry about it or bringing past story into the present, past story with emotions attached into the present causes the physical reaction of stress, of worry, of anxiety, okay? It's a sign we're missing the relationship. Right? We're just letting it happen to us. We're not being conscious of what's happening. We're not being conscious of what is being said in our mind, the words that we're using. So author and teacher Neville Goddard says, observe your inner speech, for it is the cause of future action. Inner speech reveals the state of consciousness from which you view the world. Make your inner speech match your fulfilled desire. For your inner speech is manifested all around you in happenings. So what you are seeing right now through your senses, through your present senses, what you see or what you hear in your life, okay, what you see in your life right now, all have come from past inner speech, past inner thinking, inner words that you've used with yourself. Okay, those can be great things or they can be things that maybe you want to change. So if you're not seeing the results on your goals, then we need to probably be changing the words that you're saying to yourself, right? Yeah, but then in other areas of your life, you may be seeing results you love and that's because of the words that you've been using, right? Thoughts you're thinking, words that you're saying to yourself. So your words are how you collaborate, not only with others, but most importantly, yourself. When you see the right things in your imagination, your goals and desires, and you tell yourself the right words, okay, those more high vibration words, create higher vibration emotion, you are moving closer to your goal. All right, let's touch on the last and final, the fourth thing about your mind. Remember that it loves what is familiar and it will go for what is familiar. Why? Again, because it feels like the most safe, easy thing, okay? And if what is familiar and easy in the past is procrastinating, okay, or committing and not following through, 
or indecision or feeling unworthy or not enough or not believing in yourself, then it's time to make that unfamiliar and make something else familiar. Okay. In our society, it is not accepted usually to say things like, I'm the best. I'm amazing. I'm exceptional at what I do. I'm an expert at this because we judge ourselves and others when we hear these statements. And that's because we think we're faking it. Okay. But you can say those things and find proof in your life for them. You're not faking it. I just showed you how powerful your mind is with the lemon example. That when you believe you are eating a lemon, match the words in the image, you actually start to have the physical response. Same exact thing in every other area. Famous athletes use visualization all of the time before games and competitions. They pump themselves up through the words they say, the images in their mind, and what they tell themselves they can do, okay? They tell themselves things like they are the best and they become the best, okay? People that hold world records for athletic events, they're not sitting around saying things like, yeah, I don't think I'll win. I'm not really good enough. It's too hard. I might fail. It's too big of a commitment. It probably won't work anyway. They know the power that language has on their performance, and on the results. They have a powerful relationship with their mind and you can too. There's a quote and I don't even remember who says it, but it goes, first you make your beliefs and then your beliefs make you. Your beliefs come from your words that you tell yourself over and over. You can choose what you think, believe and what you say. And once you have moved your mind in this new place, new things are going to happen and it doesn't go back, okay? You are on a new level of awareness. So be aware of the words you're using, motivate your mind by using powerful detailed language, change the pictures in your mind, make thoughts and feelings that are unfamiliar, familiar. Apply this in every area of your life and notice the shift. All right, that's what I have for you guys today. But the conversation continues in the Faith and Belief Lab and Facebook, okay? So go and join that group. Everybody here is welcome to join that group. Head over and join, and you can get the companion guide to this um, podcast, which are is some questions to help you go deeper with this idea and create a relationship with your mind that is going to move you forward. Again, that's the Faith and Belief Lab in Facebook, and I can put that link in the show notes. And you guys, don't miss my upcoming event, okay? It's called Elevate. I'm going to be talking about a lot of the things I share here on the podcast. It's going to be a three-day event where I'm going to show you how to elevate your life and your business, your success in your life and business through the power of your mind. So you can go get on the wait list by just shooting me an email at Janelle at JanelleJJAI.com. All right, that's it for today. Now go send that email and get on the wait list and go join the group. All right, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Midlife Made Simple podcast, where I believe midlife can be your best life yet. If you have a midlife dream you're struggling to make a reality, 
you're probably making it harder than it has to be. So stop it. Stop overthinking. Stop hustling. Instead, let's make it simple. Want some help? Connect with me in our Facebook group, Midlife Made Simple, or on Instagram at Janelle underscore for my family. There you'll find free resources to help you ditch the daily grind and bring your dream to life with joy, fun, and ease.